0: Hello, welcome back for Pastor Merritt's Old Testament Overview Lesson 16. We have completed uh, Noah and the Ark, and now we're moving on to Doctrine of the Blood. And we will start, if you have the outline, of Lesson 16 of the Old Testament Overview, which can be found on westbankbiblechurch.com, Old Testament and number sixteen, we are at the bottom of page two. We will not do the review above that of the last lesson. But before we begin, let's remember first John one nine as may or may not be necessary. The doctrine of the blood lesson sixteen. And again we're starting starting at the bottom of page two, the doctrine of the blood. Point one. Blood is the red fluid circulating in the bodies of animals and men. 1.1 Hema in the Greek means literal blood, either in or out of the veins, or metaphorically it stands for physical or spiritual life. It is also used for death. 1.2, 1.2, dam, D-A-M, in the Hebrew means the same as Hama, which is H-A-I-M-A, except for the more complex liturgical meanings in tabernacle slash temple worship. Chart tabernacle temple liturgy, point two. There is the figurative use in the scripture where the blood of the animal was used to teach a shadow of, of the reality to come. 2.1 In this sense, as part of the teaching ministry of the Mosaic Law, the blood was symbolic of the Messiah's future spiritual death. 2.2 Certainly the Passover blood on the doorpost so taught of a future reality. Exodus chapter 12 verse 7 And they shall take of the blood, and strike it on the two-side post and on the upper door post of the houses, wherein they shall eat it. Exodus chapter 12, verse 23. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two-side post, the Lord will pass over the door, and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you verse 24 through 27. And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. And it shall come to pass when ye be come to the land which the Lord will give you, according as he hath promised. Yet ye shall keep this service. And it shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? That ye shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses, and the people bowed the head and worshipped. 2.3. The first seven chapters of Leviticus teach us that the blood is symbolic. And under sound principles of hermeneutics, it will always, within the context of salvation, be so used. Leviticus chapter 1, verse 5 And he shall kill the bullock before the Lord, and the priest, Aaron's sons, shall bring the blood, and sprinkle the blood round about upon the altar. 2.4. Blood signifies life. This is a constant in the Old Testament. Genesis chapter 9 verse 4. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 23. Only be sure that thou eat not the blood, for the blood is the life, and thou mayest not eat the life with the flesh." 2.4.1 Because the life was said to be in the blood, the Old Testament forbade the eating of blood or bloody meat. Leviticus 3.17 It shall be a perpetual statute for your generations throughout all your dwellings, that ye eat neither fat nor blood. Deuteronomy 12 verse 16 Only ye shall not eat the blood. Ye shall pour it upon the earth as water. 2.4.2 All foods were later made clean by first the living word, Christ, and then later in the written word. Matthew chapter 15 verses 10 and 11 And he called the multitude and said unto them, Hear and understand. Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man. But that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth a man. Acts chapter 10, verses 13 through 15. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything, that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, "What God hath cleansed, thou call not thou common." 1 Timothy, chapter four, verse three through five. Forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them. Which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused, if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. 2.5. In Acts chapter 15, there is a prohibition against eating food not drained of blood. 2.5.1. Schofield, properly footnotes Acts chapter 15, verses 19 and 20 by writing, Gentile believers were to show grace by abstaining from the practices offensive to godly Jews. 2.5.2 The prohibition applied here to Gentile Christians was made in deference and out of respect for the consciences of their Jewish brethren, who were, in error, still immersed and entangled in the Mosaic Law. Acts chapter 15, verse 19 and 20. Wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood 2.5.3 any commandment to avoid certain foods must be interpreted in the light of the later epistles such as Paul's first letter to Timothy first Timothy chapter 4 verse 4 and 5 for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Point three, blood denotes the physical origin of human life. The expression flesh and blood often speaks of man in his weakness, brief life, and limited knowledge. Three point one, it is very often in this sense found in the New Testament. A few examples, Matthew chapter 16, verse 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are thou, Simon Barona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Galatians chapter 1, verse 16. To reveal his Son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Point four, it stands for our mortal natures in Hebrews chapter two, verse 14, where Christ shares fully our humanity even to the giving of his life. Hebrews two fourteen, 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. Point five. Shedding blood is used for the violent taking of the life of another, i.e. murder, a crime obviously prohibited in the Bible and one deserving of capital punishment. Acts 22.20 And when the blood of the martyr Stephen was shed... I also was standing by and consenting unto his death and kept the raiment of them that slew him. Romans chapter three, verse 15. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Matthew chapter 23, verse 34 and 35. Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, And some of them ye shall kill and crucify, and some of them shall ye scourge in your synagogues, and persecute them from city to city. That upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, son of Barchius, whom ye slew between the temple and the altar. 5.1 these persecutions described here in Matthew chapter 23 are designed to communicate the full measure of Jewish guilt so that when divine destruction came upon this generation, they would not be surprised. 5.2 Abel to Zacharias includes all the murderers recorded in the Old Testament. From the first book, Genesis 4, eight to the last in the Hebrew canon, 2 Corinthians 24, 20 through 22. Point six, to have another man's blood on one's hands was to bear the guilt for the death of another. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 17. A man that doeth violence to the blood of any person shall flee to his grave. Let no man protect him. Matthew chapter 27, verse 24. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. Point seven, Judas' betrayal of Jesus brought a reward for a bloody deal. And with this reward, the field of blood was bought with blood money. Matthew 27, 8. Wherefore, that field was called the field of blood unto this day. Point eight. As we have seen, blood also played a significant role in the religious practices of the Old Testament. Point nine. The sacrificial system of the law based on the earlier animal sacrifices of the patriarchal period, called for the slaying of the animal on behalf of the sinner, and the sprinkling of its warm blood by the priest was a symbol of an atonement for sins. Point 10. Blood was also symbolic of a contract, a very meaningful portrayal as God's unilateral contract with Abraham. Point Genesis chapter 15, verse 17. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. Point 11. In all the animal sacrifices, the death was required of the animal. It's life being offered to God as a symbolic substitute for the repentant sinner. 11.1. Sin was thus cleansed, covered with the blood, and guilt taken away, but only if there was a reality accompanying the ritual. The reality was the faith in the Messiah to come as so taught by the liturgy. 11.2. The blood did nothing but rather serve to teach the reality of Christ to come. All people in every dispensation are saved the same way, faith alone and Christ alone. Point 12. The fact that the blood of the animal did nothing, only being a shadow of him to come, is made clear when you analyze Hebrews chapter 10 verses 1 through 4. And they read, This liturgy was a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For them would they not have ceased to be offered, because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Point 13. This background forms the basis for the place of the blood of Christ in the New Testament. Point 14. The shedding of his blood on the cross ended his earthly life. He voluntarily died spiritually as the Lamb of God, the one who taketh away the sins of the world. 14.1. He then chose to give up his human spirit and die physically. John chapter 19, verse 30. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. 14.2 The act of salvation was completed in the past with the result it stood completed given the perfect tense. Tetelestai The act of salvation being complete when he was still alive and his body full of blood. 14.3 Blood continued to be symbolic even as a description of the reality of Christ was on the cross. The perfect God-man dying spiritually for all the sins of the world. 1 Peter 1, 18-20 For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Point 15. The sprinkling of that blood in first the tabernacle, and later the temple taught the doctrine of unlimited atonement. 15.1. This was the reality of the pattern and teaching of the Jewish Day of Atonement. 15.2. The Feast of Atonement was held on the 10th day following the Feast of the Trumpets, or the 10th of October, and celebrated the restoration of Israel as God's priest nation for another year. 15.3 This was that day when the high priest entered the holy place to make atonement for the nation Israel. Two goats were brought to be sacrificed. One was killed and one was permitted to get away. 15.4 The blood of the goat sacrificed was symbolic of the death of Christ on the cross. 15.4.1 The goat that got away taught of the resurrection of Christ. Romans chapter 3 verses 24 and 25 Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth, to be a propitiation through faith by means of his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins which are past through the forbearance of God point sixteen Christ is the reality of the atoning sacrifice and also the sin offering taught in the Jewish ritual of the Old Testament first John two two. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Revelation chapter 5 verse 9. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred, and tongue, and people, and nation. Point 17. Blood, therefore, was always symbolic for the spiritual death of Jesus and the efficacy of his sacrifice, the certainty of his resurrection, and the victory of his ascension. And that concludes lesson number 16 of Pastor Merritt's Old Testament Overview. Thank you for listening. Look forward to bringing you the next one. Remember, westbankbiblechurch.com, westbankbiblechurch.com. You can get all the lessons there, follow along, get ahead, or catch up. We've got 1 through 16 up now, and we're moving forward. Again, thank you for listening. And before we go, if there's anyone without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, remember... Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So long.